You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, September 27th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about Twitter bots. The accounts are the target of ire and the linchpin of Elon Musk's attempt to break his deal with the platform. But some are benign, and some are even helpful. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. They've been alleged to have helped shift the course of the 2016 presidential election and are a key component of Elon Musk's ongoing attempts to wriggle out of his $44 billion purchase of Twitter. They're lambasted as the single thing ruining social media and lauded as a key weapon in state-sponsored cyber warfare. Bots have become public enemy number one in recent years and remain in the spotlight thanks to Twitter's former head of security, Peter Mudge Zatko's claims that the company's senior management had no appetite to properly measure the prevalence of bot accounts. Twitter's apparent inaction in tackling bots and its supposed underestimation of the proportion of users that are bots is one of Musk's main arguments for attempting to sidestep his deal to buy the social media platform. But are bots all that bad? The use of the term bot causes a lot of confusion for folks, says Christopher Boozy of Bot Sentinel, which tracks inauthentic behavior on Twitter. The media has done a disservice in that regard by lumping together useful automated accounts that track political missteps, such as those that monitor when politicians delete tweets or alter Wikipedia pages about themselves, and state-sponsored, inauthentic accounts that exist solely to push a disruptive line about the world into the single definition of bot. We're doing a disservice to those automated accounts designed for good. We try to tell folks in the media to start talking about inauthentic accounts or fake accounts, says Boozy but don't use the term bots. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Office of Cyber and Infrastructure Analysis sums up the duality of bots. They can be used on social media platforms to do various useful and malicious tasks while simulating human behavior. Those useful tasks include ensuring transparency around world leaders and major business people. Politwoops was one of the first examples of social media bots designed to maintain accountability in public office, set up in March 2011 by web developer Breton Ernsting to track tweets deleted by politicians. Ernsting did not respond to a request for comment. A UK version focused on parliamentarians, tweets MP Delete, arrived two years later with localized versions in New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, Belgium, Pakistan, and Germany. 
Bots also keep track of edits to Wikipedia pages by IP addresses linked to parliaments in countries including the UK, US, and Australia. Just this week, Parliament Wiki Edits, the UK version, spotted an attempted cleanup of the Wikipedia page of Quasi Quartang, the UK Chancellor, by someone with a UK Parliament IP. The edits to Quartang's Wikipedia page removed a section suggesting the politician had put undue pressure on a parliamentary standards watchdog investigating a colleague over serious breaches of lobbying rules. Bots are also generating news in other areas. College student Jack Sweeney made a name for himself by running at Elon Jet, which tracks the movements of Elon Musk's private jet. He's since gone on to create 30 different Twitter bots tracking the movements of jets, including those linked to Russian oligarchs and tech executives such as Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. But bots don't even need to be useful. I don't think bots have to do something worthwhile, says V. Buckingham, founder of Cheap Bots Done Quick, a free tool that helps people create automated Twitter accounts. Tens of thousands of bots have been developed using the platform, most of which Buckingham says aren't useful. It's a joyful thing or a creative thing, they say. It's a form of creative expression, whether that be something lots of people are following or something that just amuses you. Some bots blur the boundary between utility and diversion. Journalist Karen K. Ho began posting reminders for people to put down their phones and stop doom-scrolling through Twitter at the start of the pandemic. I had developed quite a following during the pandemic because, understandably, many people were doom-scrolling for information on how to deal with the coronavirus pandemic, she says. She was doing so manually, typing out the missives and hitting send until she began to find it tiring to do so, particularly late at night when people were most likely to aimlessly flick through Twitter. So she built a bot to do the job for her. At doomscroll underscore bot now tweets every hour, reminding people to log off alongside sitting better and not slouching. It's followed by nearly 90,000 people. I think of bots as a type of medium or a tool of the internet, says Ho. And Ho believes that such innocent, useful bots aren't necessarily conducive to success. What I do with my bot doesn't feed capitalism, she says. With disinformation bots, people can make money. That's why they exist. Part of the issue, says Buckingham, is that the term bot has an elastic meaning. A 2021 academic paper shows that using three different methods of defining inauthentic behavior on Twitter results in three dramatically different estimates of the proportion of users. Buckingham says that people point to new Twitter users, who often have a string of numbers automatically assigned to their username, as being state-sponsored. It's a filter bubble thing, says Buckingham. Different people use Twitter in wildly different ways. You may only see people who tweet in a similar way to you, so when you encounter people using the service in a different way, you assume they're fake or illegitimate. What one person perceives as a Russian-sponsored bot designed to sow disinformation could, in fact, be a middle-aged American mom who isn't bothered about changing her username from the default option given to her when she signed up. Buckingham believes the shift from bots being a neutral word to a loaded one occurred in 2016 when bots became the boogeyman that supposedly won Donald Trump the U.S. presidential election. It signaled a change from the denomination of bots as something that corners of the internet like weird Twitter would use to a tool of disinformation designed to seed chaos and in time polarize society. Such polarization has continued through to Musk's approach to Twitter bots, which have been presented as the enemy of a harmonious platform. That's not the case, says Buckingham. They add serendipity and beauty to the timeline, they say, pointing to bots like BoshBot, which dutifully posts small sections of Hieronymus Bosch paintings every few minutes. 
Buckingham created a similar bot of their own, at Soft Landscapes, which posts generated pastel-colored landscapes every six hours. It's one of their most popular bots. Mainly, it's there because you follow it, and among all the doom and gloom and terrible stuff that happens on Twitter, you see a beautiful, calming landscape, they say. It takes you out and distracts you from all the stressful things in everyday life. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, this uncensored AI art tool can generate fantasies and nightmares. Checking in on Wired Science, the U.S. is measuring extreme heat wrong. And on Wired Security, Iran's internet shutdown sparks fear of a deadly cover-up. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.